Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of People of Azeroth. I am Juno. This is a show that educates, informs, and gossip. No, it's not. This is a one-on-one casual interview um, with a different guest each week, and the intro has probably given it away, but we are so lucky, boys. Today, we are joined by an actual celebrity. We've got a real-life famous podcaster in the house, captain of the hype train, responsible for the most popular podcast related to WoW Classic, hyped for two years or almost two years coming up to launch of WoW Classic. We are so lucky to be joined by Josh from Countdown to Classic. Welcome, mate. Thanks, mate. It's great to be here. I don't know if I'd go with celebrity, but it's <laughs> somewhat known in some circles of WoW yes. Classic. Yeah. Absolutely well known in those circles. How are you doing, Josh? You good? I'm doing well, mate. I, I've actually just, um, I, I'm off sick from work at the moment. I've taken okay. um, a few days off and I've just been at home playing WoW Classic for like, you know, the last couple of days. And, you know, it's people, people are wondering, like, I still absolutely play the game. I still absolutely love yes. the game. I'm finding new and wonderful ways to enjoy the game. And it's been great. It's been awesome. Because huh? I, I know, um, if you, the WoW Classic community can be a little bit dogmatic, and if you suggest that you're playing other games, you'll get frowned looks sometimes as well if you venture outside of Classic, won't you? A little bit, yeah. I think there is still very much so a, a cheering on of people finding fun in other games. I know we, we like to shit on other MMOs and say, oh, they're all crap except for this one. But, you know, I have found certain parts of the wow classic crowd like i went off and played final fantasy 14 for a month over christmas and i i really needed a break from classic and i i took that break because my my fiance plays final fantasy 14 and loves it and i promised her for you know a year and a half yes i'll play with you one day i'll absolutely play with you one day and i went in hard and played a lot of it for a month and really enjoyed it and people sort of were really good saying they saw you know on discord that i wasn't playing classic and i didn't really get much shit people were like oh tell us what it's like and you know i still think there is a time and a place for that game i like it but yeah i know what you're saying in terms of we are a little bit funny and protective of our wow classic yes absolutely i actually took recently i've taken a uh probably a two week detox off classic and it's actually been good. It has, it's been good because man, I was, I was getting a little lost in the source uh, for a while there. I was hitting it hard. I was hitting it pretty hard from launch. So it was good to take a little step back from it. Um, and you, you sort of get some new perspective, don't you? You really do. It's so, so important. I, I wouldn't have thought until I did that over Christmas, I wouldn't have thought it would have been a big deal to take a break from the game. But, you know, we really have heard of so many people, you know, even well-known players getting burnt out to the point that they've completely walked away from the great game after a few months. And my biggest piece of advice, you know, for people would be, if you are, you know, you see the revs getting up there on this, you know, on the yep. uh, speedometer or whatever, and um, the, the, the steam is coming yeah. from the engine yeah. and you're getting burnt out, for fuck's sake, take a couple of weeks off it is yeah. the greatest thing ever you'll get a new appreciation for the game you come back hungry it's yeah it's not something that you just play until you drive yourself into the ground well in my case josh i was still fucking loving it and i wasn't headed for burnout but what was happening was my uh my real life <laughs> was uh was <laughs> was falling apart around me not that dramatically but i was um 
I was neglecting a lot of things in real life. And uh, I, I honestly, I had to do it. And I just thought I've, I've been playing other games, played other MMOs, and I've been playing retail on and off. But since Classic came back, the original Life Destroyer came back and it got me for a bit there. So um, I did, I was, I was going to save this for later, but we might as well talk about it now while we're on it. Do you have, aside from taking a break, do you have any advice for people? Say you've got people um, who who are struggling to balance it out in life. In your case, do you use, you know, when it comes to game time, do you sort of schedule things? Do you schedule X amount of time per week? Or do you sort of, is it all about self-control, do you think? It's really hard because, you know, it, I, I think let's sort of separate two categories here when we talk about real life. I think there's real life necessities, like, yep cleaning your fucking house, making sure that you put food on the table, you know, yep. simple things like that. And then there's real life, you know, bonuses, like, you know, maybe you should still be doing them like, um, you know, obviously going out on date nights or going out with yep. with your friends and things like that. If you, if you, you know, you're obviously going to do the necessities, but if you are starting to, you know, cancel the beers with the mates, if you're taking your girlfriend or your boyfriend out on the town a little bit less frequently because you want to play well, that is the the, the sign that you're getting into a danger zone. And um, it's just something that I've started. The one thing I did, I don't know if it's much, much of a tip, but, and I, I don't think it's going to appeal to that many people, but, you know, trust me, if you can do it, it's well worth it. One thing that I started doing, um, with Patricia was Patricia was always an early riser and I wasn't, I slept into the last minute, you know, <laughs> I could, I timed how long it took me to shower <laughs> so that I could, you know, wake up 20 maximum. minutes before I min maxing yeah. the sleep time. Boys. God, I am a, I'm a min maxer when it comes to, to, you know, my time and real life in that way. And I started, becoming an early riser and i mean like super early like i'm a, you know a 73 year old man i get up at 4 30 in the morning now. yeah nice dude i get up at 0500 so you're even ahead of me yeah and well i you know if i'm feeling uh, the good things if i'm feeling lazy i'll do like 5 5 30 but i try for 4 30 as much as i can and the great people go oh fuck that what is if i could ever do that you know gamers are generally night owls but <laughs> saying that um you know, it's really easy to kick yourself out of bed when you're going to do something that you enjoy. And um, a, a big proponent of, of this as well was shout out to, um, you know, Super Soaker, a moderator over at the Classic WoW subreddit and a YouTuber as well, who, who gave me that advice as well. It was like, you know, dangle that cherry in front of yourself at early in the morning so that you're like, oh, fuck, I get to play WoW. And then you leap out of bed and you go and do it and you grind or do whatever for two hours before you go to work. And it's fantastic. And, and then if you don't get to play for the rest of the day, hey, it doesn't matter. You got your fix. That's actually a good point. And that would apply to people that would apply to, well, to a lot of different family dynamics, wouldn't it? If someone had, you know, kids or if they had any, well, any kind of a family, you could get up and use some time that otherwise wouldn't be in your day. So that is actually a good point for some people out there, isn't it? Mm, absolutely yeah, definitely on, that's on a really good that, tip. yeah on top of that people you know just don't don't lose relationships over wow don't yeah. lose friends over wow it's just not worth it you you can yeah. still play this game a shitload and yeah. you know hold on to life at the same time like you know 20 hours, 20 hours a week with wow still allows you to live your real life as well yeah and i mean we're, we could you can make friends we're making friends in the game and that's great and they can be friends for the rest of your life too but don't but we don't want to be trading. You don't want to be trading a wow friend for a real life friend either. Try to have both is the thing, isn't it? And that's that's kind of where I'm at too. I'm trying to take some of that advice myself, which, and, you know, 
you're going to be disgusted, Josh, but I've actually taken, as I said, I took a bit of a detox from Classic and I've been playing a little bit of retail, okay? Now, for a couple of reasons, before you judge me. Oh, um, <laughs> for, for, for one, I need to be able to to play the content and understand it before I shit on it each week in my podcast. And, <laughs> and secondly, I, it, they have made it more accessible to the casual gamer so I can get on and do a few things in a, in a small window of time. Like if I jump on for 40 minutes, for example, I can actually get a few things done or I can get in and do some PVPs and things like that. And I find it a little more accessible. So I'm going to try... I'm going to try and do a little bit of a blended thing between retail and classic. I still love classic people. Don't worry. I'm not, I'm not ditching classic. Um, I'm just changing the way I engage the game at the moment. So, um, so that's the little, little Juno update there for, uh, for how I'm, in, how I'm engaging the game. Mm. Um, sorry, you go. Oh, all I was going to say is, you know, obviously I laugh, but I, I do it very tongue in cheek. You know, the, the retail bashing is, you know, the retail crowd, whether it's, you know, um, correct in their assessment or not you know gives the the you see that the the tension between the classic crowd sorry and the retail crowd at times because they you know go back and forth but it really is you know horses for courses play what you play like what you like that's all fine i i do think though that you know the joke is sort of coming into its own in a way that the game is sort of going in really with BFA and the life cycle of BFA has gone to funny and strange new places and everyone's going oh don't worry Shadowlands will save us and we'll we'll just wait and see um, you know it's not something that I'm I've ever really been interested in I played BFA for three days when it came out and went nope um, but you know it's it's still got a huge player base. I don't shit on anyone for playing retail. I just, you know, it's, yeah, I understand why people say it's never going to be for me. Now, since we've segued into it, Josh, I was going to ask you about um, Shadowlands and your thoughts on it, comments. Um, I mean, I suppose that covers some of it, but do you have any, is, do you think, so do you think they're headed, in your opinion, do you think they're headed in the right direction in terms of a game that would be that you would be more likely, if they were to try and get you back over to retail, do you think those steps they're taking are steps in the right direction or do you think it's so far, you're so disconnected from it that it, it, it will never be for you? I'm so disconnected it will never be yeah, for okay. me. But yeah, I'm gotcha. saying that it does seem to be the case that they're doing some things to try to appeal to the disenfranchised gamers like yes. me. And that seems to be the motif of addition by subtraction. Um, they do seem to be – well, they've, I think they've done the level squish in terms of taking things back down yep. to level 60. It's, it's obviously no coincidence that it's 60. That's the same as the classic cap. Yeah. No and, coincidence at all. And I think they've said they're taking away some abilities or something. I, I'm not 100%. Well, they're, they're classic. They're classing it up a bit, Josh. So they're adding things like paladin auras are coming back. We're getting rogue poisons. We're getting a lot of the classic elements that have been removed. Um, are coming back so i think again it's no coincidence that's happening i think they're trying to bring some of the classic players back into the fold or they are realizing now with the success of classic that some of those things that have been removed were not that that was not a good choice to have done that Hmm. 
And it, it does make me wonder. I mean, I, I see where they're coming from with that. Maybe try and get a bit of, uh, you know, the best of both worlds there. If you can get a bit of the crossover with the classic crowd, whether that happens or not. But um, like I said, this this addition by subtraction, whereas instead of, you know, throwing the house at us and saying, look at all these great new things that we're doing for you. I mean, obviously it's still making new content, but also winding the clock back a bit and and maybe dumbing it down a little bit, saying, look, let's sort of appeal to this other crowd that likes the other game a little bit simpler blah 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 but but the tangent that i go down when i think about shadowlands is you know we're so far into wow's life cycle obviously and it is an unprecedented run um in a way for a very very popular mmo i know everquest is still doing what it's doing and it's just a numbers thing at this stage but what i'm getting at is does there, do MMOs have an expiration date? And and what I say by that, what I mean by that is if you're just growing and growing and growing with every expansion and throwing more and more on the table, is there a certain point where the buffet just looks ridiculous? And Absolutely, yeah. they're designed, like, like I'm sure people smarter than I would come on and say, you know, either yes or no to this. But I just feel like sometimes there can be too much in an MMO and I'm a very simple person and I like just, you know, a finite amount of content that maybe is just slowly but steadily built on over time rather than just these smorgasbords that we get every year or two. I agree. And I think, I think to use a food analogy, I think you need to, if you're going to be adding, I think you need to take some things away or streamline it a bit, because if you use, as I said, to use a food analogy, if you're making a pizza, for example, you could list all of the toppings that you like. There's, you know, but if you added all of that onto one pizza, it's going to be too much, far too much, and you end up ruining it. Same thing if you're making an omelette or even a burger or anything like that. And they say if you're making the perfect burger, come up with all your ingredients and then take one away because you've you've had too many in your head. And that's what that's what that what I think has happened with um retailers you've they've added all of these little things um along along the way and it's just it ends up a bloated mess and some of that needs to be removed and 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 things need to be streamlined and and with classic i guess in a lot of ways that's what you've got is more of a a simplified streamlined game um and i and i think that's that's super important could they they could potentially get back to that with a massive game overhaul um, but but as we just said, if they're adding things like paladin auras and poisons things, if they're adding stuff without taking things away, then you're adding even more things. Mm. And you know, like with the current, I don't know if you're aware of it, but with eight point three, the gear system is super complex. It's a, it's a whole nother system, and they're, they're adding it's it's a, it's systemization is what they're adding. It's systems on systems on systems. You know, and I think in this case, it's to sort of I've said this on my last show. I think to pad the content out. Um, because there's going to be a big content lull now between there is no 835 coming. So it's 8.3 through to 9.0. So we're talking about six, seven months potentially of no additional content. So the, the, the end game gear system is, in my mind, a complete clusterfuck, um, but probably to, to pad that out in, until 9.0 drops. It's interesting that you use that sort of systems on top of systems on top of systems comment because, I mean, if anyone from Blizzard is listening and you want some free market research, that's what scares me away. It's not the new content in terms of, you know, zones or, you know, what have you. It's all these new systems and there's so many of them out there that if I dive in as a new player, which I essentially did for BFA, I just go, I don't know what the fuck is going on here. And quite frankly, I don't want to know. This is not that I need the, you know, the totally 
basic system that Classic had. Like, you know, I would like to think I'm a little bit more expansive than that. But diving into WoW now, if let's say you hypothetically knew nothing of the game, it is super imposing. And it's like... Oh, absolutely. And Josh, even for you, if you went back now with the new, the 8.3 gear, the corrupted gear and, and and the cloak and the way that you have to do things... It's it's super complex. Even there's there's players I've spoke to veteran players who don't even understand. We're having Discord conversation trying to understand what the fuck's going on with all oh, with yeah. these essences and potions and jars and clo- it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy in there. So um, I I think that's definitely a mistake. A lot of people want you know they've got rid of Titan forging, which people um, were against, and that was a relatively simple system that was just heavily RNG favored. Now we've got rng layered on top of rng you know layered on top of a whole new system and people are saying they want to go back to just tier sets just dungeon tier sets you know which is at least a simple thing that people can have and you've got an end goal in uh, in mind so um if not that anybody from blizzard would listen to this but if they if they do i would definitely agree with your comments there they need to make it just just far more simplified and streamlined i think is is where they need to go and maybe 9.0 is going to bring that yeah another thing that'll be interesting to see what they bring to the table in the future is you know as opposed to just the systems and the content that they bring us in terms of you know whatever they design in with the way of you know zones and whatever it's also uh, a question that you know, what are they going to do with the story? Because I keep a very, very, very loose tab on all this stuff. I, I sort of, you know, see tweets and everything and occasionally I'll go like, I'll take one of the onion layers away to peek under the hood and go, all right, what the fuck's happening in retail? But, you know, not to bash retail and I'm not trying to sort of, you know, make this overly negative, but I just think another intriguing point will be, sorry about the dogs, um, whether or not, the story writes the ship in a way because a few people seem to be relatively unhappy with something that they could rely on. You know, WoW basically says, we're going to be a, a story-driven game now. We're going to be like Final Fantasy XIV. Oh, that's uh, that's the uh, thing that's in vogue now. All right, here's a, here's a cool story for you. You're a hero. Go do all this stuff. And people seem to like that for a little while. But now they've hit some speed bumps in the narrative that those fans – who really like retail and you know I've been to BlizzCon I've spoken to these to 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 the retail fans and everything and they love that story they love you know even though it's not for me it's for them that's great they're now the people who are kind of going like hang on what, what the fuck is going on with this story and if Blizz had that chip and now it's being taken away potentially by you know the way the writing's going they might want to have to write that ship as well so it'll be another interesting question mark for the future for them Speaking generally in MMOs, I think that a, a lot of people would agree with me that, I don't know, did you play um, SWOTOR at all, Josh? you play Star Wars? I sure. played for like uh, a month, I want to okay. say. Yeah. <laughs> I think that a lot of people would be happy because that was another game that was, it put you up on a pedestal as being the hero of the galaxy. And I think WoW does that as well, where you are the savior of the whole place and you're fighting old gods and everything like that. I think a lot of people would be happier more with, say, Star Wars Galaxies, where it was like, you're just one, you're one of the masses, you're a normal person, you're a normal soldier, you're a bounty hunter, you're whatever, but just more of a normal, um, just member of society. And I think people would be happier with that 
in uh, in WoW as well. We don't you don't need to think that every single character out there, every player character, is the savior of the universe. You know yeah. what I mean? And it seems funny that that is the universal complaint about what they've done with the game. Um, not some of you. Know, a lot of people have liked the story beats through Legion. You know, um, a couple of the things in the B in BFA seem to be enjoyed up until more recently. Um, but you know, if you're going to go down the path of story being quite central to what you're doing, and you can see that people aren't happy with the fact that you're this, you know, uh, omnipotent being almost who's always saving the world. I know they've got things planned a couple of years in advance, but why wouldn't you take the market research on board and go, fuck, all right, rewrite guys. Almost, I mean, you could almost do a Final Fantasy fourteen and go, let's just blow it all up. Let's just hit the reset button. Let's blow up the world. You're not the, the god anymore. You're a nobody, just like in classic that everybody yep. seems to like. And that's what people like, yeah. yeah. not boxed into a narrative. I don't know why they – I know they've – now let me say this. I know they're working on designs that have the narrative um, in mind. But, you know – a year ago, why didn't someone say like, hey, guys, they kind of don't like this. Maybe we should do a tweak to the story. Anyway, it just never seems to come. And the thing is you always end up with this paradox towards the end of an expansion and then into a new one where, you know, at the end of Legion, you're the all-powerful, amazing superhero. And then when the new expansion drops and you've got to level another 10 levels and you're back into questing, it's still out there. Kill 47 rats herd these chickens, go get this honeycomb for me, help someone bake a fucking pie. It's the same thing. It's like, hang on a second. I was just killing, like, I'm, you know, I'm saving this joint and now I'm just killing rats again. You know, it's like every time that's what happens. It's this crazy contrast. Well, those pies aren't going to bake them fucking cold, are they? <laughs> we, need, we need the most decorated hero of the Alliance to go and bake a pie or get this honeycomb for someone. Oh man, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Um, but we so okay, so we're 20 minutes in now. We normally talk in the, at the start. At the start, this is where I normally ask somebody, Josh, you've said it before on other podcasts. I know it's going to be a little bit boring for you, but some of the listeners here won't have heard it before. Do you mind casting your memory back to 2004 and tell people prior to the launch of Classic, what would you have been playing, say, halfway through 2004? How you got into not classic vanilla, and can you credit anybody at the time for uh, for pushing you into it? Um, what I was playing at the time, it would have been immediately when you said that. I know I'm thinking like it was a Final Fantasy title, console so I'm, gaming. I'm thinking. Oh, yeah, I've always been a console gamer. I've only be, I only became a PC gamer like not even twelve months ago. Um, not not counting WoW. So yeah, yeah. Anything that wasn't WoW, I've only ever played consoles. Gotcha. Um, thankfully, again, my fiance converted me and was like, "What the fuck are you doing? You got to play stuff on PC." And thank, <laughs> thank God, so she's she's, she's PC master race. Yeah, oh, I mean, I was I was console for a long time, Josh. Too. I, I still like. Look, I, I'm very very fortunate in life that. You know, through work, I get to buy the toys and I still have the Xbox, the PS4, the Switch and the PC and I'm very, very spoiled and I know not everyone can can do that. But, you know, I still like to have those there if something comes out that I want to check out. Absolutely, absolutely. 
Um, but but anyway, I'm pretty sure it's like Final Fantasy twelve came out around that. Oh, time. dude, twelve. Do you know I enjoyed twelve as well? Mm. A lot of people thought it was weird, but I enjoyed that new combat system. That was twelve was cool. Well, I played them all. Like I'm I'm you know, if people don't know, I'm I'm working on a new project at the moment that is Final Fantasy based. Um yes. and outside of WoW, my biggest passion pretty much is Final Fantasy. So that's what I was playing at the time. And then I I stumbled across WoW a year and a half after release, yes. sitting there on on sale or something at my local game shop and went like, oh fuck it, it's fifty percent off. Really? You were just on a whim like that? Yeah. There was no planning whatsoever. Literally like if I hadn't have seen the the you know half price or whatever yeah, that was on literally it. on a whim holy yeah. cow and, and all and, of this from that exactly and it, that's the thing i mean you kind of wonder i mean with strange little moments in time where you go if i hadn't have gone in the store that day if it hadn't have been on sale i don't know would, would you have entertained thousands of people on a two-year podcast and would you be talking to me now probably not yeah who knows who knows <laughs> um now when you did when you did grab that disc and you headed home and you fired it up, what tune did you roll up first, mate? Uh, so my one and only tune, uh, tune was a Night Elf uh, Rogue. Night um, Elf Rogue. Holy yeah. shit. Double stacking Stealth and Shadow Meld together there. Excellent. Yes, which I didn't realize. <laughs> which, like, I, I, can I tell you an honest, honest confession? Um, I don't think I ever hit that Shadow Meld button in two years. Um, in the whole sort of first two years that I played, yeah. I never touched it. Maybe in like, I don't know, late wrath i went like what does this button do yeah Uh, dude i have to admit i had a night elf a hunter back in the day as well and i thought i thought shadow meld was rubbish because anytime i try and use it and i'd move and i was like you what you can't move when you're shadow melded what shit is this i was like this is useless (laughs) i started doing the podcast recently did I figure out how amazing Shadow Meld is? And I was like, how, why am I so fucking stupid? I couldn't work that out back in the I day. I know, to ambush people and stuff. It was only I heard it on your show as well. And they're like, oh, yeah, you can Shadow Meld, ambush people. I was like, why did I never do that? And I remember getting repeatedly ganged and never trying to actually use Shadow Meld in a productive way. Oh, my God. Oh, man, you yeah, live and learn, though. I loved my Night Elf Rogue. I, I never, it's, it's funny because um, I became this way and I hope – you know, many other people became this way. I really have become the exact opposite of what I was in vanilla. So like I said, I was a one trick pony. I only played one character. I only had yeah. the time for one character. I devoted all of my spare time to this little rogue. Um, and I didn't even have a bank alt. Like I didn't do anything. I know I didn't even have a bank alt back in the day. It's the most simple thing, dude. It's mm. the simplest thing. And so now with classic, I am an altaholic. I've got one of everything, and I've you know I've got my sixty priest. That's great. But now I've got you know a, a few twenties. Uh, you know I've got a a mage that's almost level thirty now. Nice. I've got a um, so I've got a, a twenty eight mage, twenty eight hunter, um, a twenty two warrior or something. But anyway, character and uh, you know like six or seven in their team uh, in their team somewhere. Yeah, but you've t- you've you've tried them out and you've got those you know and leveling at a pace that you're happy with. Yeah, and and for me, like what I've always kind of known but never said out loud is the leveling. 260 is the game for me like i know end game is a lot of fun for a lot of people um and i told everyone i never raided before i've 
finally gone through Molten Core now. I've seen it. I've done it. Look, would I love to do other raids? Sure, but I, I don't think I'm probably going to get there. So the game for me and the enjoyment is starting a new character and going through the leveling experience. And if I don't get to 60, still getting to like 30 to 40 is a lot of fun for me. Well, it's funny you've said that, mate, because I'm essentially in the same boat. I had between August and uh, Christmas, August and January, as I said in previous shows, some of the best gaming memories of my life, leveling up with the guild, running dungeons, doing uh, quests together. We did some open world PvP. We did some battlegrounds. And I had an absolute blast. We've got to the point of raiding, not as a guild, um, because we lost people along the way, but we, we tagged along some other guilds with some great people. Um, but to be honest, dude, I didn't really enjoy raiding in Classic. Like, it was cool to do Molten Core and everything, but I don't know. I feel like I enjoyed the other parts of the game way more, and I feel like that the leveling part of it for me was just it was just way, way better than the actual end game content. And I guess that's it's not saying that needs to be for everyone, but that was for me. That's what it was. Raiding was a lot of fun for me the, the couple of times that I went through Vault and Core. But the one sort of silly little comment that I'll make or two silly little comments that I'll make were number one doesn't really count. Like I'm, you know, I'm not a very good player. So you know, if you are competitive at all, you know, seeing myself having terrible passes on bosses, yeah. just feeling useless. Like it's all well and good when you're solo, but yeah. when you're in a 40 man raid, everyone can see that you're basically fucking useless. It, it really is a pan, you know, caught with your pants down kind of moment. Um, yeah. And, you know, I'm, I, I'm not quite the guy who goes, you know, and just hits one button absentmindedly and goes, oh, why aren't no. I? Like, I'm, I'm doing the rotation. I'm trying my best. But, you know, I don't, whether it's not um, having consumables or popping consumables or using trinkets and I don't have enchants because I can't afford them and all that stuff. So, But the, the game's changed, Josh. The bar has been level. The bar has been raised so much now. That's the problem is that if you, you right now, if you took you and transported yourself back to vanilla, you probably would have been an above average to a good player. But now it's just shit's min max to fuck that it's like someone who's, you know, it's yeah, someone who's average, you know, like I would consider myself average as well. It you can end up just feeling completely useless compared to people who are just min maxing the fuck out of it. And you can imagine me, dude. Like I got in rating as a paladin, you can imagine what that's like, you know. So <laughs> as a non-healing paladin. Um, so that's a whole nother thing, which is something we need to address, Josh. I was waiting for this. What's the story? You hate paladins, dude. What's wrong with you? Oh, I don't hate paladins. No, no, let me, I'll, I'll tell you, sorry, let me just clean up on the last point. The second thing I was going to say about rating is the only other thing that bothers me about rating is just that uh, in voice chat, like it's it's not as, you know, you only get the officers talking you through the raid, do, you know, oh, chat, dude, it's, so it's not really as much of a hangout, you know, in a, a goofy. I know. It's so, so many people are going to resonate with that. And so many people in my guild are going to resonate with that. When we're doing five mans, it's so much fun. And the guild, everybody's having a good time. And then in raid, it's like, Everybody's like, oh, all right, everybody shut the fuck up. It's just raid leader or officers talking. Yeah. The guild I was with, they weren't like super serious in raid chat. They would joke around, but I'm saying like there's only like five or six people talking and all the others have to listen. So it's kind of not quite the same. But anyway, um, back to Pallies. Um, you hate paladins, dude. God damn it. I, I do. And it's, it's not that I hold it against people who play them. It's that if you 
perfectly designed in a lab, an MMORPG class that just has zero fucking appeal to me. It is the WoW Classic Paladin. Um, they just, they, I don't want to feel like I'm walking through mud as I'm playing a video game. And that's how I feel with the Paladin. Um, it just never, never came close to resonating with me. It's, it's funny because I'll give other hybrid classes a go, you know, like a shaman or a druid and be like, I don't mind doing, you know, a little less DPS. I don't mind being like, you know, the jack of all trades, but just something about that paladin just auto attack and seal and judge and I just, no. Now, I'm going to put a challenge to you, Josh. I'm going to put a challenge to you. When you get an opportunity, things settle down in classic and now you know all the dungeons, you've played through it a few times, I'm thinking you probably haven't done much tanking. What you should do, dude, roll up an Alliance Paladin, prot spec, and tank some dungeons, dude, and you will find out it is an absolute joy to tank as a Paladin. It is one of the best ways to enjoy the game. You feel like the class fantasy, you feel like an absolute boss. It's a lot of fun. I could imagine spamming Consecrate does feel pretty good to be able to... <laughs> no, 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 I'm being quite genuine. Like to, 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 to be able to hold the aggro and feel like... Holding the aggro, yeah, exactly. So like you do, it's basically, so it's like a reflect build. So especially if you go, you go a shield spike on your shield, so you're reflecting damage there. You've got your retribution aura, which is reflecting damage. Then whenever you get um, further along, you get, you know, the sanctuary, blessing of sanctuary. You've got... Um, the friggin' if you get the flame shield end game, you combine all of that, say, with engineering where you're doing dynamite and stuff too. The AoE DP on a big AoE pull, you can be as a tank second on the DPS, if not top on an AoE pull, prop pally tank and have do a double pack pull, dude. It's the best feeling to stand there and holding threat while you've got mages raining it down, dude. It's a great time. Think about it and uh, give it a try sometime as a tank. I will think about it. The, the one thing I really haven't done yet is tanking, and that's you know the next challenge for me. Um, Don't do it as a warrior, dude. Do not do a warrior, please. Yeah, I, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, no, I'd be tempted to do a, a, a bear tank, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, the bear is awesome too, yeah. The but bear like, is cool. It's something where before Classic launched, I was mucking around on private servers, and I tried tanking you know, a dead mines run. And I hadn't been that stressed out in years, and I yeah. was, it, it kind of wasn't a good feeling. So I think I think it's a little scuffed. That. Yeah, I think any of them are a little scuffed at doing dead mines because I don't think anybody really has any of their um, tank, proper tanking abilities. And I know everybody struggles, and even I remember tanking as a prop pally then, and you really don't have a lot to go. You're basically the only threat mechanic you rely on is having people wait, having deep having DPS wait for you to attack to establish mm. threat. Um, once you get further on and you get uh, consecrates, the big thing for Pally Tank, which you, I think you get at 21, um, which is ironically in the Holy Tree. So you need to go into Holy to get that. But um, once you get consecrate, that's massive. And then once you get Holy Shield, that's a big thing because that is a threat booster as you're getting damage in. So the idea is, which is what makes it so fun for AOE pulls, is the more damage, the more mobs you have on you, the more damage in means more damage out and you're getting threat multiplication off that so it ends up being aoe aggro holding is awesome people in dungeons love it healer just bombs heals on you and you feel like a beast 
and it's just a great time. You throw in those dynamites, dude, definitely take engineering. So, but yeah, don't be disheartened early on because I, that's what I had found as well was I was like, I don't know if this tanking's for me. This is really rough trying to hold aggro. But as soon as any of the classes unlock and you get, um, you get those threat abilities, I think that really changes the game. I love how passionate you are about it. I feel like I feel like I've had a knock at the door and I've answered, and you're the traveling salesman, and instead of holding a vacuum, you're holding the poster of the human paladin going, "Can I interest you in a human paladin right away before you close the door?" I'm trying, trying to convert you, dude. Holy shit! <laughs> Oh man, that was not the intention of having you on here. Uh, all good, all good. <laughs> oh man. Um, so in terms of classic, I've got it here on my show notes. I asked everybody, has it met? It probably has. Has it met your expectations? How, what about your launch experience? Was it scuffed at launch you there in Aragol or um, did you get in okay? Um, launch, I got in perfectly. It worked out really well. I if people listen to the show, they know I took like four or five weeks off yes. work for the launch, um, which I wouldn't, I, would I do it over again? Absolutely. Like I wouldn't change it for the yeah. world. Um, but, you know, I mean, I, I lucky enough to get a lot of leave. So people go, Fuck, you know, I'd never take a month off work for a yeah. game. I get, I get a shitload of leave. So it's not a big deal to me. Um, now, the funny thing with launch was the only thing I would change was I rolled a hunter for the first week discovered that hunters just did not sing out to me. yeah and it was it was really rough to just waste a week like that because i'm not using that character i haven't touched it since oh really yeah it, it was a bit of a shame really I, I do just and having that extra week really would have helped um you know, I, yeah, yeah it's that early that early stages because I, I remember coming up to it dude you were priest you were all about the priest and then at the last minute i guess were you thinking of hunter because there was some quite um, passionate calls from hunters in terms of their open world PVP prowess. Is that one of the things that, that um, convinced you or what made well, you make that? What actually happened was due to guild needs at the time, like the Aussie guild needed a hunter. So I said, I'll do it. And um, the American guild said, we'll take you as a shadow priest, Josh. So perfect. It all works out well. Yeah. Because launch was at, you know, I think it was 10 o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday or something yes. like that. Yes. So being in Sydney at 10 a.m. Sydney time, the U.S. server obviously had a queue of thousands. So I said, all right, I'll start, you know, I was going to do two characters. And I go, I'll start my adventure with my Aussie character. Yep. And I started up the Hunter and for that whole first week, could not log on could to the US because of, you know, the time that I woke up was prime time in America yes. and quiet time in Australia. So I could always get into the Aussie server, couldn't get onto the US server. Now, then later in the day, you'd say, you know, you know six or seven hours later, I could log on to the US server. Um, yes, but I'd already kind of started the hunter and just went, oh, fuck it. I'll just, you know, go with this one for a week um, and then make it up on the other one later. And then after that week, I went, no, I'm not liking this hunter. So I actually wound up rolling the priest, but started it on the Aussie server because I still couldn't log in on the US server and I was cracking the shits. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of, that was essentially the opposite of what happened to me which was I got in to Aragal on day one and I had this plan, had these three tunes of this plan of how I was going to do it and leapfrogging and rested experience and professions and all this stuff. 
And that worked well for the first day. I played 12 hours straight, took the day off work like you did and um, came home from work the next day and 10,000 in queue. And it was a nine hour queue or something. I didn't do remote access or anything. And I was like, I can't, I just can't operate like this. Even a couple of hour queue was enough to just kind of, you know, fuck up my plans. So I ended up rolling at that point. Then I rolled on a PVE NA server where I had some friends over there and I rolled straight in. I never had queues since that first day. And that was kind of how it shaped my gameplay. It's um, as far as the queues go, you know, it's interesting that here we are on the 20th of February of 2020, a good six months after the game came out. And we obviously just had the BWL patch a week yes. ago. And yeah, I understand that a lot of people come back when new content comes out, but I'm now playing a lot of my time, well, 99% of my time on Incendius uh, NA server. Yes. I've, I've told my guild on the Australian server, look, I really do owe my American listeners, you know, playing time. They were so good in terms of, you know, still being supportive of me, even though I wasn't playing with them. I Hell played these yeah. for six months and I really felt a, a debt to the Americans and I wanted to play with them. So I've been playing with them for the last couple of weeks. I'm going to be playing with them for the next few months going forward. And I'm really looking forward to that. But what I'm getting at is they're on Incendius, which has got to be like the second most populated server. Yeah. Yes. Behind Faelina. Yes. Um, agreed. It's an amazing server, but, you know, it took me an hour and 20 minutes to get into the game yesterday at um, wow. 30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in America, uh, which is amazing. You know, obviously that's, wow. that's their prime time, but an hour and a half queue, six months after six the game. Six months time. after launch, dude. Wow. That's crazy, isn't it? Doesn't that really show? It really shows the strength. Like, it does really shows the strength of classic for sure. Holy mm. shit! No, that's re that's really good. I know it's it's hard though, isn't it? It's like you sure. Like, I mean, it's, sure, it's worse for you, but there's so many people that you kind of want to play with, and people are on different servers, and it's like it's so hard, isn't it? You know? Yeah. Trying yeah. to catch up with fans from different areas. I'm going to roll up a tune. I'm going to roll up because I don't play a lot of Horde characters. I'm going to roll up a Horde tune over um, on uh, Scarum of all places so oh. that I can uh, get into the guild there with uh, with Def Camp and Meldron. That's my nice. plan. The boys, yeah. yeah, definitely want to do that, catch up with those guys. Just to add that, that hour and a half queue the other day, that wasn't the day of the patch, which would make more sense. This was like five or six days after BWL came out, just a random, you know, Monday or Tuesday night. Well, not, I know yeah. I was great then, but still it was pretty. But still it wasn't. Yeah. That's still, it just shows, it really does show the strength of it. Um, we should shout out who are the, uh, who are the lads over there you're playing with? What's the guild and uh, who are you playing with over there on Incendius? Let's give them a shout out, give them some love. So this is the Guild Countdown, which is comprised of Countdown listeners, at least the vast Sick. majority. It's it's one of the bigger guilds on the server. Um, you know, they're they're a, a, a social guild. They do raid as well, though. Absolutely, they're going through BWL, led by um, Mike. Is that Mike who's leading uh, that balls of steel. Yeah, Holy shit! He's doing a great job, but everyone there is just phenomenal it's such a great crew i jump in voice chat all the time everyone's really fun and yeah so i'm just rolling around with them and, and having a really good time now josh the listeners are going to want to know are you enjoying any streamer privilege over there with those guys or are you very much just a normal guild member i i must admit i i do get 
offers of help. I, I don't get sent items or anything, but okay. I do get offers of help, which I honestly would say that they'd throw to anyone. It's, okay. it's not because of the show or anything. Like maybe like a little bit extra because of the show, but I get lovely messages every now and again of people saying, hey, man, just want to say I loved the podcast. It's great that you're here. And, and that's really, really nice to see. Um but, and if people send you bags and stuff, that's the same as, you know, helping out another guildy, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And, and that's the thing. I got, you know, like, uh, I think I got like four bags from someone when I joined up, which I don't count as streamer privilege. That's just helping a guildy. Well, uh, that's right. I can't think of anything of note that I really could say that only happened because I did the podcast in game, yeah. whether it be on the Australian server or the American server. I, I you know, I get a couple of offers of carries, but again, I really feel like they do that for the other guildies as people well. Are, that's Nothing right. People are doing out. that, aren't they, all the time? Yeah. I don't think they that are. counts at all. It's a very helpful guild. Um, yeah, I, I, I had no streamer privilege over here, nor nor did I ever want it. I was very, very vocal about the fact that, you know, if I got a little light helping hand here or there in terms of, like I said, a carry or something, whatever, but like if someone rocked, rocked up to me and goes like, hey, man, he's 50 gold, I was already talking about ways to, to politely decline, you know, before the yeah. game launched, going, I'm not interested. Yeah, I know because if you end up, and we talked about this on one of my other shows, if you end up with that Asmund Gold experience um, of the hundreds or thousands of gold and gear being mailed and everything like that, it's like playing with cheat codes on, isn't it? What, yeah. what are you doing? It just it, it's ruins, absolutely ruins the game. And I think a lot of those, those, those streamers like him, they've had a better time when they're playing low-key off stream and nobody knows what they're playing on and they play the game the right way. So um it's definitely you don't want to you can definitely go way too far into the extreme yeah. there can't it it really is like having the game genie on um, yes oh and, god <laughs> a funny example. here we are in again sorry 20th of february i'm only halfway to affording my epic mount on my main you know i'm still 500 fucking gold away wow. from that and when i get it it's obviously gonna feel amazing Definitely. I mean, as a paladin, Josh, I was lucky to enjoy the uh, reduced mount cost. So um, that's another thing to put a little tick in the paladin column there, mate. Um, now, I'm going to ask you about end game in classic, as in um, classic plus BC. It's looking more and more. The more we talk about it, it's looking like classic plus is not going to happen. But let's just um, let's have a little bit of more of just a. a a daydream kind of thing about that. And then after that, I've got a sort of tinfoil hat theory slash shitting on Blizzard a little bit. So if you could um, just go through some comments there on, on what you think post, let's say post Nax content in classic. I'll open up with a little bit of a tinfoil hat theory. This has come okay, up in excellent. the last 24 hours, which is if people haven't seen yet, um, Blizzard has announced that they're adding public test realms to WoW yes. Classic. Um, a lot of people running around going, oh, it might be WoW Classic. Oh, sorry, sorry, WoW Classic Plus. Classic, classic Plus. Plus. They're testing stuff. I, you know, it's fun to think that. I say there's absolutely no fucking way that's for. No, I agree. Um, I, I much prefer the theory, whether or not you deem this to be tinfoil or not, that they actually know, the more I think, I, I just disproved my th my thought on this in about half a second then on thinking about it. But I, I, love about, yeah, I love what people are saying about, look, they might want to be checking out what's going to happen when we all congregate outside AQ. Um, yes. 
But in saying that, if they did that on the PTR, they would need shitloads of people on the PTR. And PTRs generally aren't highly populated things, I think. Um, so maybe it's not for that. But I, I love where people's heads are at on that point. Um, I think it might be well for, you know, testing the actual instance, AQ, NAX. Yes. That's more than likely what it is for. Um, because they probably just haven't done a lot of testing, to be frank I agree. with you. I agree. Um, you know, everyone remembers, obviously, in the beta, we only went up to level 40, um, and uh, there was no raid being tested or anything, and, you know, everything's Which coming out. Which was a out. mistake. Yeah, it was a mistake, I believe, and everything's coming out now is you're relying on internal testing, and, you know, you need 40 internal testers to make yeah. up a raid and yeah. i don't even think the classic team is 40 people no, so, you know. no. to get everybody um, even if they had 40 to get everybody doing that yeah and have people yeah, that are yeah, yeah. competent yeah and also you need so many more eyes on it because i mean i've no doubt the classic team is fantastic but i just feel like you need hundreds of sweaty nerds in there yes. looking at this data going well 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 you missed that that's not supposed to crit like that that's not supposed to stack like that and you know, I, I know people do balk at the notion that, mate, Blizzard made the game. I'm pretty sure they fucking yeah. know how it works. I, I don't doubt no, that they do. Yeah. But yeah. I think more hands makes for light work. So. I agree. 100% I agree. And I think it's I think it's a little premature. I know people out there are getting a little excited when they saw that PTR news that they're saying now that this is going to, that's paving the way for uh, for TBC and RAF. I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves there, lads. It's We're six months into Classic. So let's uh, let's take a little step back from that theory. Yeah. I think we've got to get the rest of this content rolled out. And to go into that, into your question about Classic Plus and TBC and, and everything, I, I, I'm with you. I think the PTRs have absolutely nothing to do with any of that, even if it's TBC. There's no fucking way they're basically announcing that TBC is coming yeah. via PTRs. That yeah. would be a big reveal much further down the track if it's coming. Um, you know, that's a BlizzCon reveal. That's not well, like, that, hey, we're just going right. to slip it into a PTR. Well, Melderon said last week when I interviewed him, actually, he said that he's tipping it now that BlizzCon 2020 they're going to announce um tbc legacy servers then now i i i'm gonna i've got this is my tinfoil hat theory mate now i think it's part it's partly because i've i've become quite cynical now i still love blizzard games i love i'm playing classic and retail i love it um but i think that blizzard are super greedy and i think lately they've shown themselves to be quite a fucking scummy company to be honest and i think that the it's it's pretty clear that retail a retail uh, player is worth far more to them than the classic player. It's heavily monetized. You've got the WoW token, you've got the cash shop, um, and I think that people playing classic, I think it's kind of just a little side thing for them. I think it's worked out well that they've got a shitload of new subs. Now, I think if you were trying, if you or me were standing in front of the Blizzard um, executives, the fat cats in the suits, and we are trying to sell. Um, burning crusade servers to them if they said okay talked about the numbers talked about the bottom line is this going to increase profits now my theory is that the majority of the people who would play burning crusade are already playing classic or retail i think there'd be a very small amount of people on the outside of those circles who are not playing either but would come back for bc i think that's a small amount of people yeah. So, it, so if you're moving, if it's just a sideways move for them, if you if you think, okay, well, we're 
you know, we're, we're, we've got a certain amount of development costs. I think it would be quite easy for them to implement BC. But if it's just moving people for one element from one part of the game to another, it's not good for numbers. And if you're moving them out of retail being a more monetized version into BC, it could actually be an, it could be a step backward money-wise for a period of time. It's here's the pitch. You and I looking sharp, standing in front of you know all the suits at the uh, meeting. Uh, you know, Bobby Kodik, everyone's there. J. Allen Brack. Um, I basically would open with this, and I, I would know what the answer would be. I would start with, "Do you like free money?" Because that's what TBC Classic is: it's free money. And I'm not even being slightly hyperbolic. Um, because even if you go conservative and you say, okay, what did WoW Classic do? Didn't it triple their subscriber base upon release? Um, it was yeah, something ridiculous. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was triple. Let's say even it was conservative and, and I'm wrong and it was double. Either double. way, it's a lot of people. Um, so I think it was two or three million have come back for WoW Classic, even if just to check it out. So you, you start with this. Uh, it's a team of 20 that developed WoW Classic. I still don't think WoW Classic was a terribly expensive project to undertake. Um, if you've got a team of 20 uh, working on it, you've allocated those resources, paid them over two years to make it, then paid them over two years to upkeep it. Sure, it's you know millions of dollars, I'm sure, but... Um, if you've got all those subs back and let's say I said this on the show, sort of if the average, the average wow classic subscriber who was there on day one subscribed for three months, let's say um, that's, you know, 60 bucks per person or whatever times 2 million, 3 million. Yeah. Okay, great. That's a fair bit of cash in your pockets. Um, this, uh, obviously, they've got to pay server upkeep and things like that as well on top of that. I just think that the profit at the end of the day, the net profit, yeah. is still probably relatively substantial. Now, you might put them side by side and say, look, yeah, the average retail player brings in more money than the average classic player. But it doesn't matter because you're still turning a profit. Yeah. So. I, I'm not, obviously, if the profit was only 20 bucks, they're not interested. But if the profit is millions of dollars, again, I just go with it's free money and it's easy to do. They've already actually officially commented on it. Now that we've done WoW Classic, TBC yeah. is going to be a fucking piece of piss. I agree with that. I think the further, the more modern stuff would be definitely easier and cheaper to implement but i think you would have i think they will see diminishing returns on the new subscribers or even the existing subscribers um as we like tbc i think you'd probably see i don't know spitballing some figures like probably 80 percent of people that play tbc are probably already playing so you're probably looking at a 20 percent gain then maybe of of new subs based on that figure of what we're talking about the classic maybe that's just me throwing numbers but with wrath then you would see if they went into wrath legacy servers you'd probably even though that was the most popular expansion i think again you would see you've probably in caps if you did you already probably had them with either classic bc or retail i think you'd probably be drawing a long bow to think that you're going to get millions more people coming back for wrath that are not playing any one of those other products 
Oh, I agree, and and that's the thing is that you kind of finish off from the business standpoint because it's always a, it's a two pronged argument with this on Classic Plus and TBC. It doesn't make sense um, business wise, and the second prong is does this hurt our legacy or how does this affect how people view us as artists? You know what I mean? As a a company that just produces or tries to produce good fucking games. Now, just to finish up on the business point, even if we're playing it hyper-conservative and we say, even though I expect much more, let's say only half the people play TBC Classic that played WoW Classic. Yeah. Again, I'm still going to go out on a limb and say it's quite the profit sitting there. But my point is if they've already got them, Josh, if they're already playing classic, they've already got them as a sub. So yeah. to put that on, then it's not necessarily anymore. It's maybe extending that. Oh, ex- yeah. I totally see what you're saying. I, I Sorry, I missed that. I do see what you're saying. They've already got yep. them hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. And there's nothing to be made. It's- the only thing to go the only counterpoint to that would be what, level of attrition would you have if you announced you weren't doing tbc and then it's you know late 2022 oh yeah 70% of the classic players and you will lose them because i mean even in your discord i've spoke to even i've seen i know jamie said it and even i think tsunami said it just today i think or yesterday um that once the classic once the classic content's used up it's kind of like i'm done with it they're like i'm not i'm done with wow, I'm not going to be playing retail and, you know, I'm oh. done after that. You know, and I think a lot of people are that same way. I'm in that boat, 100%. I, I said on the show very early in the show run that I've got about a year and a half in me for Classic. Yeah. Um, and here we are six months in. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. if they don't do TBC, absolutely, I love this game to death, but I'm not playing it for the rest of my life. No, there's still a limit. Come, and this is what I was talking to Meldron about is that, you know, what the post Naxx landscape is going to look like in Classic. And I mean, you're kind of left with that, you know, running alts or for the average guild or for people who weren't able to raid Naxx, for example, for somehow for the guilds to all condense down and for other people to get, to get a run at it. But how, how many times are even the top guilds or decent guilds going to just keep running Naxx with no other, with nothing else in sight? You know, it's, it's- it's not very appealing, is it, if it just goes on? Life, man. But yeah, it's got a great, life, point, great point that you raise, obviously, about the fact that they do already have the subscribers, so it will be interesting to see how it's presented. But to move on to Classic Plus, yes, um, I've said it numerous times on the show. Um, I really – I mean, I've, I say it very kindly, and I won't sort of take the gloves off or anything, but – I am really lacking in faith in Blizzard in being able to create decent content anymore. I think actually, and I'm and coming um, off the back of Warcraft three debacle, is that yeah, as well? Yeah, I'm going as far as saying like this isn't just a WoW thing. This is across any IP. I really think they are getting more and more devoid of talent. Yeah. Um, and this is something that happened. Uh, people always roll their eyes when I do this, but it's the greatest analogy that I can think of. This is what happened to my favorite uh, TV show, The Simpsons. Simpsons you, know, indeed, you, yeah. you can't just roll on forever. At a certain point, you get staff turnover. At a certain point, the uh, writers leave. At a certain point, people move into different roles. And now, like maybe the creatives are now management, um, things like that. And at a certain and that does happen, yeah. 
yeah, at a certain juncture, the ideas coming forward just feel different and sound different and look different, and it takes on a different uh, vibe altogether. So, and and I yeah. guess that's why some of the great shows that we love. I mean, I mean, you're a fan of the UK Office, aren't you? I mean, it's like mm. Ricky Gervais has that idea that it's just better to burn out than fade away. Yeah. Stop on a high, two seasons done, never coming back that's it and that they went out on a high rather than drag something out for for years and years to where it's just it just fades away you can't do it forever and um so i know diablo has a big fan base um i'm not much of a diablo person but you know i i've kept an eye on what happened with diablo 3 i wasn't a big fan of it um i i'm not positive about diablo 4 moving forward i you know overwatch is fun in a way but it's i don't feel like it's it still doesn't really push me to want to play it that much um what else have we got you know heroes of the storm and everything what's happening with retail wow they're just not making content that makes me say i'm absolutely buying that day one purchase yeah It's um, it's amazing to think that the biggest splash that's been made recently in recent years with Blizzard was releasing a 15-year-old version, a 15-year-old yeah. game was the mm. biggest splash they've made was was that old content. It really shows the strength of that game and uh, I don't know, it's 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 really interesting, isn't it, to think that. It's, it's a matter for them now where they take their company in and it is maybe something where they are fading away. I'm not sure. They're still making a lot of money while fading away. But, um, you know, you read a lot in the news. Uh, I've seen a lot of tweets recently about the Blizzard hiring process and how they basically take the median salary for that position slash 20% off yep. it and then sell it as, oh, but it's the, you know, the, you're working for oh, Blizzard. It, it's that's right. They, and that's what I was, I was talking about it recently. They pay them, I think they pay them 40% less than what that, um, or they pay them 40% of what that um, role would be somewhere else. And they say their quotas, you can't put a price on passion. But it's mm. like you actually can. And they say that when you go through the uh, the parking lot at Blizzard HQ, most of the cars out there have got Uber stickers in them because guys are trying to earn money. They're moonlighting as well as Uber drivers to earn enough to pay the bills. I mean, that's crazy. As a and, company, they're showing really scummy tactics. And the replies that you see happening more and more now from talented, experienced game devs are the bounce back saying, fuck you. Uh, and it, it really is interesting to see that um, the Blizzard badge isn't like now the shine has come off a little bit to the point that people aren't going for that on their resume. It doesn't mean as much on their resume than they might feel to take that, whatever the figure it is, where whether it's, you know, a 20% discount or whatever. I mean, I've also heard stories that that's just what they do in, you know, the hiring process. And then if you negotiate with them, they might jack up the price or whatever. But either way, it's, it is a known, a bit of an open secret with them. So, if they're now attracting people that will take the pay cuts because they're desperate for a gig to get a start, which I completely understand if you're a young game dev, um, you know, you are now not being able to poach around necessarily, even though they just got that uh, person to run Diablo the other day that they got from, oh, you'll have to help me out, I can't remember. Um, oh, who was it? Someone big. But anyway, either way, they're, they're not really poaching too many people because they're yeah. trying to flash prices and, and yeah. watch that bottom line. 
Yeah, and I mean, and that it ties in with my the the theory that I had before that I honestly, even though people think that it's a sure thing that that TBC is happening, I honestly wouldn't be surprised as them from a company now that with the changes to Shadowlands, I'm not sure if you're across all of that, Josh, but um, they've stream they've essentially unfucked the leveling process, which is awesome. Um, but they're trying to make they're trying to make all of the previous expansions relevant again, which makes sense from a business point of view um, to not have to have i mean if we do go into wrath legacy service so to have four versions of the game running seems crazy and i, I honestly don't think there'll ever be a time that you log on to battle.net and you've got a, a drop down menu of four versions of the game to play i don't think that's going to happen i think they're going to try and get the retail version to the point to just kind of appease that audience enough to go well there you go there's wrath you can play through that expansion in its entirety without out leveling it i think that's more like it was going to happen and it's going to end up with a blended mix of the game that's probably not going to suit everyone or even maybe not even anyone or, or maybe a small audience but i think that it will be in my view maybe because i'm just so cynical at the moment i think they're going to just be driving the consumer towards the monetized retail version and say if you want to play wrath you can play it here but we're not doing a separate version of the game that's where i'm at with it you know it's tough with the with the separation and then the splitting of the player base because if they do TBC, then they, I mean they made not that gaming companies haven't broken promises before and whether or not the community really cares or not I know a lot of people do, but they made that promise that you will have vanilla WoW for many 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 years. Yeah. You know they got on stage they told us that or you know it's yeah. it's something that we're expecting now. But you know they could backflip on that and say actually. To retain most of you, we need to make you all come over to Burning Crusade. I know. It's going to be so weird to see it. I mean, at least we've got a while. We've got – I don't want to be one of those people who we're – you know, you see it with YouTube videos. People – I've seen it before. 8.3 dropped and people are always talking about what 9.0 is coming out. It's like we've got classic now. I guess we should just enjoy it and keep some of the positivity up. And I'm I'm guilty of it here. I get on here and I just sort of shit on things. But um, it's a discussion. It's a healthy discussion, isn't it? I mean, oh, it's always fun to speculate. Yeah, it is. Isn't it? The last reason that I kind of do rule out um, WoW Classic Plus for all those people, and I know there's a very uh, large number of people who are passionate about a potential wow classic plus the only sort of other practical reason that i say it's not going to happen is again blizzard has not been shy about hammering home the fact that they you know this is the age of cost cutting um if you make classic plus that team of 20 or whatever on the classic team i mean now you're making a brand new content that balloons that team i mean it's not just to 50 what does it go to 100 or something now you got to get artists on the case you got to get new animated oh huge and that just costs a shitload of money which they go well here's what we could do guys we could spend 50 million dollars making classic plus and yeah. having the potential that everyone fucking hates it because it's shit and everyone hates our guts. We've alienated the troops yeah. the no changes crowd. Yeah. <laughs> we go with one of the greatest uh, expansions of all, if not the greatest expansion of all time to a MMORPG, um, arguably the best state that the greatest MMORPG of all time was ever in, pre-made here, ready to go. It's going to cost nothing. What, what do you think we should do, guys? Like, yeah. is it even a question? Right. And I think you're right. Perhaps it does make sense to just release BC, but leave it at that, not Wrath, even though I love Wrath, but probably not Wrath. 
Yeah. And, and again, comes down to the age of the remake and the legacy. They go, hey, yeah, we did make one of the great games of all time. Here it is again. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. That definitely makes sense. Um, shit, we're running a little long. We're going to roll. What we're going to do now, we've got the questions, the famous questions that I ask everybody. Um, then after that, we're going to do some community love. We're going to shout out. We're going to shout out some of your stuff. We're going to shout out some of my stuff um, and other people's stuff. So I've got a button that we press here to signify the questions. Now, Very good. <laughs> the only the only sounder in the whole show. Um, that sound effect costs $3,000. <laughs> people appreciate it. Appreciate that. Now, these used to be the rapid fire questions being a one answer, a quick However, people lately have wanted to get a little more nuanced in them. So whatever you feel like, if it's a one-word one answer, if you want to get into it, let's do it. I'll First, try and go machine gun around because I've gone too long for you already. <laughs> okay, Horde or Alliance? Horde. PvP or PvE? Oh, PvE. <laughs> okay. I love PvP, that's so hard. I know, it's tough, isn't it? Classic or retail? Classic. Worst expansion. What's the worst expansion they made? Uh, I'll say the one that had me leave, which is Cataclysm, because I haven't played a lot of the others. A lot of people say Cata, dude. Oh, shit. Okay, now this one might take – you've got to put your thinking cap on for this one. What would you implement in retail to try and get the game back on track the way you think it should be going? Uh, remove abilities and bring back the old talent trees. Bring back the old talent trees. Excellent, excellent answer. Um, okay, favorite class. Ooh, um, it, it probably is priest. Priest. Okay, excellent. Favorite race. Mm, man, this is a tough one. Uh, undead. 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 Okay, that's that's popular as well. Now, this is my favorite question. In the original Azeroth, the classic zones, where would you retire if the war was over? Where would you go? Live out your days. Okay, if I'm thinking practically and I don't want to get killed because it's a dangerous world, but you also you want a bit of beauty. You do. Um, oh, look, I'm not much of a beach guy, so I'm probably going to say Teldrassil. Teldrassil, yeah, it's pretty, dude. It's a good spot. Do you know Dunedain said Stranglethorn Vale? Man? Oh, my God. live <laughs> life on the edge. Okay. That's what I said. Oh, man, no, Teldrassil, great spot. Pre-burning of the tree, obviously. Um, <laughs> now, tank, heals, or DPS? Uh, DPS. Okay. Hopefully tank one of these days. Um, classic plus or BC? We talked about that. TVC. Yeah. Now, up to your knowledge in the series, the best villain, who have you got? In the WoW series, the best villain? Yeah, anything I mean, through the WoW. Is, is there any other answer but Arthas? Every, um, a lot of people say Arthas. Some people have said Illidan, but then some people say, is Illidan even a villain or is he a hero? Yeah, like, I mean, the anti-hero thing. But um, it's Arthas. Any, yeah. I, I say it all the time. The the, the antagonist of what is to me the greatest video game narrative of all time in warcraft 3 bleeding into wow hell yeah now you need to pick a different answer for this one though who's the ultimate hero of wow way the wow the best hero of wow wow hmm i'm not a big jaina fan i i 
I don't particularly like any of the dwarves either. Yeah. Um, God. And I don't want to say Sylvanas is a hero. Um, no. Oh, what about Warcraft? Did you play Warcraft 3? But I suppose yeah, it was yeah, Jaina yeah. and it was Jaina and Arthas then as the yeah. heroes, wasn't it? Can I say Thrall? Is that kind of cheating? You can say Green Jesus. I think it's actually going to be the first person who said that, but you can say it. Because in Classic, it's before he's kind of Green Jesus. Yeah, well, that's true. In Classic, yeah. He's still just kind of a cool dude who got a bunch of like-minded cool dudes and, and dudettes together and said, yeah. let's settle down here. Yeah, fair enough. He did. No, he did. He started out pretty cool. Um, now, in I'm not sure if you're aware, but in Shadowlands, we're going to have the opportunity to meet uh, people who have passed over into that realm. Yep. So who would you like to meet in Shadowlands? Ask them a couple of questions. So someone who's who's passed away in the WoW universe and ask them. And, it, you know, it can be Arthas again, I guess. But Can I say Blizzard's creative talent? <laughs> oh, shit. We got some spice. There we go. I've got something I should have hit that. I should have hit that when you said that. <laughs> oh, shit. Any actual, any actual characters or NPCs? What do you oh, think? Oh, God, who's dead? Um, let me think. Let me think. Well, the joke, we say the joke each week. It could be Mancrick's wife. Olgen got the short end of the stick, didn't he? Olgen, yeah, okay. And but ask him. Buy and name Sylvanas Warchief, or am I getting that wrong? Oh fuck, dude! Don't actually ask me. Someone at someone at me and tell me, but I actually I'm going to get it horribly wrong. But I thought in his like dying breath, he looks at Sylvanas and goes like, "It's on you. You got to yeah. leave it." Um, which is now turned into one of the worst decisions of one of the worst management handovers of all time. Yes. Would be interesting to hear him reflect on that and comment on the current shit show. So that would yeah. Definitely... So I would like to speak to Volgin and say <laughs> what gives. Okay, now this one is a three. This is a, a three part question involving Jaina or Sylvanas. So the first one being Jaina or Sylvanas. Who do you like from a story from as as an individual as a character and a story development? Sylvanas, I really, I really do find Jaina so much more hollow than other people seem to. So it's Sylvanas. Yeah, Sylvanas. Now, in terms of outright power uh, in a fight, open field, Jaina or Sylvanas, mage versus the hunter, who you got? Oh, that's a tough one. Well, here's the problem. Speaking of, you know, writing characters as God, Sylvanas yes. basically is immortal now. Yeah, she's so very serious. I, I want as a mage over a hunter, but I have seen Sylvanas in action, and she's basically just like Thanos clicking her fingers when she wants someone gone. So I know, mate, Bulva, her bitch, too. Sylvanas, I'll go with her. Okay, now let's see if we can get one in the win column here for Jaina on this one. Um, a gentleman like yourself, Josh, probably not aware of what goes on on the Moonguard server, the Lion's Pride Inn. Um, oh, but they... I do know. <laughs> now, if these two lovely ladies were to serve a transfer to Moonguard, um, which one of them is going to make more tips in the Lion's Pride Inn? Hmm. Well, Sylvanas has the female undead dance emote. <laughs> 
I actually I don't remember what the human female. The human one's terrible, uh, dude. It's terrible. Yeah, it's the Macarena. It's terrible. She's got the better dance emote, so I think it goes to Sylvanas. Shit, we got triple triple win for Sylvanas on that one. Excellent, excellent. Well, you survived the uh, the questions where everybody can judge you as a player and a person. Excellent. Um, now. To wrap things up, we'll just do some quick, we'll do some, well, you can take some time if you need some community love. So let's, first of all, shout out anything and everything, mate. Take a couple of minutes, go for gold. I'll I'll try and wrap it up in about 30 seconds. All right, everyone, if you don't know me, I am a podcaster, basically. I've got Countdown to Classic over at countdowntoclassic.com or wherever you get your podcast to search for Countdown to Classic. It's finished now, but it is one of the great sort of summaries of what happened with WoW Classic in terms of leading up to its release and, you know, post-release a little bit as well. Uh, I do a movie podcast called The Cinephiles. That's S-I-N-N-E-R-F-I-L-E-S. Cinephiles.com or search for The Cinephiles where you get your podcast. It's a, look, I'm not going to, I sound like a bit of a jerk when I say this, but it's not me. It's the other two guys. It's really funny, guys, and I get so many messages from Countdown fans who just take a chance on the show and go, holy shit, I was surprised how funny it was. Good job. The two guys I do it with, two of my best mates, they're absolutely hilarious. Um, please do go and check out that show if you like movies. Last one is I am starting a new podcast, which is one of the biggest sort of scary adventures that I've gone on. Um, it's the podcast I wanted to do before I started Countdown. It's yeah. a mini series on um, sort of the making of and legacy of popular games so i'm starting on final fantasy 7 if all goes well i will do more but think um you know a bit of serial blended with a bit of countdown to classic blended with like an audio book and you've kind of got what i'm going for it's going to be about um 15 episodes about 25 to 30 hours maybe and then it's done and we move on and and that's, that's awesome. called the josh corbett podcast which is still absolutely in production right now and coming, awesome. in, and coming in late March. And the Twitter handle has changed uh, to reflect that, hasn't it? Yes. So you can find me on Twitter at Josh Corbett Pods, J-O-S-H-C-O-R-B-E-T-T-P-O-D-S. Excellent. Now, I will either put some put those links in the show notes. I'll put some of the links in the show notes. If not, I will um, pop those links into the People of Azeroth Discord, which most of you guys are there. If not, I'll put definitely put that link in the show notes. I'll do a link to the C2C Discord as well. Um, you can find me at uh, the scuffed Twitter handle that Odaris always likes to roast me for, which is people of Azeroth one change the H for a one um, because I fucked that up when I was setting it up. So um, that's Twitter. Um, people of Azeroth podcast at gmail.com. Remember the podcast bit. People have tried to email me and not use that. Demi, I'm looking at you. People of Azeroth podcast at gmail.com. Um, check us out in the Discord as well. You can find me there too. Always welcome the feedback. I've been getting a lot of nice messages and emails and uh, people join the Discord and stuff like that, which has been super cool. Um, so just some quick shout-outs to some of the content that we love. Definitely check out GMA, Def Camp Meldron, Cargos, and Dunedain over there. Countdown and Classic, obviously, it's still a super powerful resource. Some of those um, episodes there's some of it was speculation some of it uh, still stands up today which is the the class guides and things like that so definitely check those out tons of information there the discord community is still super active as well uh morally gray dungeon fables Frazzlecast. um check it all out and um i'm gonna wrap it up there um thanks for listening all we ran a little bit long 
Um, Josh, huge thanks for coming. I mean, I know it's it was getting late for us. It was definitely getting late for you. Um, but I really appreciate it. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. And uh, I know you've been super busy, so, uh, so I really appreciate making time for us today. Mate, it's been a lot of fun. Thanks so much for inviting me on. Um, you know, as I said, the this, this, this show's ended and I'm like, it's so nice to get the invite still, you know, thank yeah, you. Yeah, and it should, it should satiate the appetites of some of these, the hungry, hungry C2C fans that just want more and more. So hopefully yeah, they who, enjoy this. Who, who just <laughs> wanted to hear me swear for a while. God, God, I was so foul in that. I hope you might have put a, put a language warning in there. <laughs> oh, they're well used to it here. The Jews, they're well used to it. Um, I've had Alenia on here too, so I mean, oh, you'll say, you know, no <laughs> say no more, lads. Say no more. Well, that's it, boys. It's good night for me and Josh here in Australia. So uh, thank you all for listening, and uh, cheers again, Josh. Thanks, man.